This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Gerald Farrelly. And I'm Neve Kavner. And you're listening to Agony Rants. Hello. Hello, you look well. Thank you, Neve. <laughs> Thank you. This is the I, second episode we've recorded today. I, was going, I know, and it took me that long to say it. And let's be honest. Three hours in. Let's be honest. I didn't mean to sound so surprised. Yeah, you look well. What's happened? You must have done something during that what five is that minutes. Ragamuffin, I normally do the podcast with. You always look very smart. Well, I make the effort, Neve. Do you know, know what I mean? I, I like know. to, you know. Well, I hope you understand. Sometimes I make the effort, and people <laughs> think I haven't made an effort. That's always very upsetting. No. I always think you look really smart. Thank you, Neve. You never wear the jacket, though. No, I do. it's too warm. I know. We have to turn the air conditioning off to record the podcast. <laughs> Honest God, show two. I swear to God, it's like we're doing it in the sauna. I know. Um, Neve, it's been quite a week. Oh, I'm again? upset. I'm upset, Neve. Again? Yeah. Okay. I'm very Why upset. are you as upset? Usual, I'm upset. Why are you upset? So, I, as you probably know, I'm a massive fan. Of the sugar babes. Okay. You yes. know the sugar babes? Yes. Train you... comes and I know it's destination. I like, push the button. Right. Do you know, I once sang push the button in a panto. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Were played... you buttons? No, I was, who was I? <laughs> I was a jailer. Okay. I, I, I was like a jailer who, I was in a dungeon. Wow. And for some reason I sang the sugar babes push the button. Uh, Do you know, that... <laughs> I was going to say, no, can we go back to the fact that you were a jailer in a dungeon in a pantomime? Was. Was, I, was, I, was I like a hunchback? Is that like, is that like a, you know, like a very small part? <laughs> it was quite a small part, now I've got to be honest. But it was, I feel it was integral. It was a small part, okay. but I was like a hunchback, but with a lot of personality. To be fair, I had like henchmen. So maybe you were a henchman. I would, yeah, I think that's, yeah. Yeah, I had henchmen when I was Evil Queen. I loved when I had a couple of henchmen. Song choices in pantos. Oh, always, are always, absolutely wild. Yeah, but they're usually, you know, current. Yeah, but that's the problem. Like yeah. I remember years ago, right? I played buttons. I <laughs> played buttons many times. <laughs> Push but the button. One of the times that I played buttons, <laughs> yeah, I sang a duet with Cinderella. Did you? And the song I sang was "Chain Reaction." Surely, because buttons... Steps had done it. Okay, but buttons. Well, first of all, Steps are not the most famous people for doing Chain Reaction, right? But, no. But, but, Cinderella and Buttons are not the Chain Reaction people. Well, it was at the ball. Oh, okay. Now, I don't know if you've ever read the lyrics to Chain Reaction. 
But I sang the second verse. Okay. Right? Um, and the second verse is, you make me tremble when your hand moves lower. I know, I know. You taste a little, then you swallow slower. I know, the Bee Gees were on a good day. In a panto. <laughs> I was like, this is a little bit. <laughs> well. It's like Button's getting a blowjob outside the ball. That's what that, <laughs> that's what that says to me. You know, panto is not just for kids. <laughs> I mean, I remember I rehearsed that song and then we had to record it. Not to record it, but we had to do... Like, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, you do. Uh, but I was just like, anyone a problem with this? <laughs> and we're like, just sing what's written. <laughs> I know, for God's sake. Uh, I know, actually, my first panto, my opening song was Rolling in the Deep. Okay. Oh, that's, that's... Yeah, yeah, but I'm not sure. And the second panto I opened with, Titanium. Bulletproof. No one. So I was basically asking people to shoot me. Fire away, fire. You know, and also historically, I'd never got an easy song. I know, yeah. You see, never that's a big voice, Nate. That's the problem. That's the problem. But anyway, right. I went to see the Sugar Babes. Okay. Now, here's what happened I was asked about doing comedy at festivals. Because you know, there's the comedy tent at festivals. Okay. At music festivals. It's always horrific. Yes, right? I can imagine. I hate every second of it. But. I always do it because my boyfriend loves to go to music festivals. Now, I would rather have my eyes taken out with a spoon than go to a music festival. <laughs> <laughs> but I do it because when I do it, they give, they give you like the two passes. Aww. And I'm I'm like, here's your pass, my sweet. <laughs> Off you go on Friday evening. I'm on stage at three o'clock on Saturday. I'll be there at five to three. I will be leaving at 25 to four. If you want a lift. Yes. That, no, and he never does. He's like, oh yeah, I'll see you there. And I'm like, you, you may not. Okay. <laughs> you may not. <laughs> you enjoy yourself. Now I I'll know why. I'll be dipping why. in and out for a check. That's now, what I'm doing. Now I know why you and I are friends because I feel exactly the same yep. about festivals. I pull right up <laughs> into the artist's car park. I put my wellies on when I get out of the car. I leave them at the foot of the stage. <laughs> I do my bit. I step into them and I leave. <laughs> that is my reaction to music festivals. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, if you book them, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, always. <laughs> However, I was asked what I wanted to do this year. Like, do I want to do uh, All Together Now or Electric Picnic? So I was like... You chose wrong. I said to my boyfriend, I was like, love. Which one? Night of my life. Which one do you want to go to? He's an Electric Picnic. I was like, that's what we'll do. So I emailed, said, Electric Picnic, please. Thank you very much. Right. And then I found out that the Sugar Babes... We're all together now. Yes, I saw that. Right? So it's like, now I love a bit of Sugar Babes. Okay. Love the Sugar Babes. And when we were, me and Joanne were in the Hammersmith Apollo, we were there the night after the Sugar Babes and I found a Nando's wrap in one of the dressing rooms. So I was doing on Instagram, I was like, oh my God, whose wrap is this? It's a Sugar Babes wrap. Was it Mutch's? That was immediately my first thought. I know. I was like, that's that's a Mattia wrap. Yeah, it is. However, it was Siobhan's. How do I know that? <gasps> Siobhan replied. No. Siobhan replied. Amazing. Dave. There was a moment. Greatest moment of my life. Straight so on we fascinated. We had a bit of a back and forth. Oh. Had a lovely time. Then two days later, I was back at the Hammersmith Apollo. So I did, I did like a little Insta story from the sound check. And Siobhan sent it back to me with like Nando's gifts all over it. I was like, oh my God. That's She's it. in we're, love with we're you. We're officially friends. Wow. So Besties. I was very excited to see the Sugar Babes. So what I did was I emailed and I said, listen, I'd rather die than go to a music festival. <laughs> but? But I would pay for the ticket to see just the Sugar Bass. And my agent was like, no, don't worry, we get, you know, mm. we got you in. Now, I got, so I got one ticket 
to go down. So I was like, okay, fair play, we'll do it. So I drove down on the, was it the Saturday? I think they were on the Saturday. Right. Right. Uh, and it had been raining all weekend. So I arrived at five to six, sugar babes on stage at six. Hiked for 20 minutes to get there. Right now, when I say hiked, I mean, I was in me wellies and I was hiking, I was ankle deep in what smelt like human shit. Oh my God. I have, I, do you know what I did see? The, you know the lads that pump out the portaloos? Mm. And they were hosing out the portaloos. And it was, <laughs> what they were hosing was literally rolling straight into a campsite. Stop it. I've never seen nothing like it in my life, right? So I was like, well, I'm not staying here. It's grand. I'm, I'm in and out. Filed under not As my I problem. Do, not my problem. I arrived at the sugar base, couldn't hear a single thing. Why? Because the sound was so bad. I literally couldn't hear a thing. I, I couldn't even tell you what song they were doing. The only song I recognised was Ugly. Oh, yeah. Great, great song. song. Great song. Great song. But it was like, apparently, if you were further up, you could hear it, but couldn't hear a thing. Where was the sound man in relation to you? I'd say he was over at the curry tent. Getting <laughs> himself a garlic chips. Because generally, if I go to a gig, especially big gigs like that, I find where the sound man is and I stand somewhere near them because they're making the sound for them. Yeah. Couldn't hear a word. I I'm know. so furious. But I'd be raging. And I love the sugars. Especially when you're in your wellies. Like. I was in my wellies. And I, do you know what I did? I had to go down to a car wash. Because <laughs> I, I live in an apartment. I had no way of cleaning my wellies. So I, what I did now, I'm always prepared when I go to a festival, right? I take me runners off in the car, leave them in the passenger seat. Good idea. And I also leave a black bag there. To put the wellies in. To put the wellies in. Oh, that reminds me when I used to collect my kids from rugby. <laughs> I'm not saying I put them in a black bag. Plastic bag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Into a black bag put them on the, and put the kids on the roof rack. That's the way it works. <laughs> Safety. <laughs> Sitting in the back. Or or if, you know, if we're coming from the, from, you know, jumping off the pier or something and their wetsuits and all. Beckon, the first time I had wet patches on my thing I said it's never happening again so <laughs> it's like plastic bags all across this is sliding all over the place it's amazing <laughs> what, what I had to do to clean, my, to clean my boots I had to take them I took them to a car wash it was the only thing I could think of you put them through a car wash what the hell is that about well I didn't know what else to do car wash yeah car wash what you did a whole car wash would you put it on the top of the car what the hell no, you just go and you get the code and then you throw your wellies in and the car wash runs. Stop it. Well, there's no law that you have to put the car through. You put your kids through if you want. <laughs> you don't do if that. That's not a thing. A yeah. That's I mean, not a thing. I, at some point I did think somebody could come out here and give out to me. But they didn't. They're probably videoing you doing this. <laughs> You're going to be all over Insta. <laughs> I'd say people were coming out of... Um, I'd say people were coming out, <laughs> coming out going, that car is a bit manky now for one that's just been through a car wash. <laughs> But I didn't know what else to do. Do you know what you could have done? Go on. Well, two things. You could have bought a new pair. You could, the black bag could have... However, I did think of that. I did however, think, well, I just throw these in the bin. A basin of water. I know, but you see, the thing about it is, I, it was it was shit like... Or you live by the sea. I know, I did You think literally of that. live by I the know, sea. I know, but the tide was out. Uh, I did think of that. <laughs> You could have put them back on, walked out to the tide. Well, and to be fair, did. you didn't what have I, to do it immediately. You could have waited was, for the tide. The tide was in and out. Like, <laughs> Well, I went down to, you know, is it, I don't know, is it Marine Row? I can't remember what it's called. But I went down to the Circle K, right? Thinking <laughs> that they'd have one of the power washers. 
So oh thought, my God, I what com- do you think I could would happen them. if you power wash it? Well, it's, they'd be over a second on Leary. Are you mad? <laughs> I thought, well, that's what I'd do. Right, but they, they didn't have one. Then I thought, what am I going to do? And then I was like, oh, I'll go over at the beaches across the road. I'll go over. And then it was like, the tide was out. And I was like, Jesus. What? And I was like, well, there's, car- there's a perfectly good car wash there, have garage. What happens if you direct a power washer on anything? No. Jesus, look up on ends. You'll see it. It's all over YouTube. People fucking using. You would have killed some. You could have taken somebody's eye out, and that would have been very serious. Well, I just all can't I'm get saying over is, that. It was resourceful. <laughs> it was resourceful, and now I have clean wellies. Well, I bet they are. Yeah. Do they smell damp? No. Oh no. Okay. Uh, Twelve well. euro well spent, as far as I'm concerned. Twelve euro. <laughs> I can't go. I'll tell you why. Because the the car wash is actually ten euro. Right, but if you go through, there's a twelve euro one that has a wheel wash. So I thought, well, because the wellies would be so low to the ground, I better get a wheel wash. <laughs> Those wellies, you can eat your dinner off them. And part of me is going, you know, the economical side of me is thinking, how many other things could you throw in there for that twelve euro? I know, I did. I'd have the duvet afterwards. in there and all. <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, maybe not, but you know, <laughs> maybe not the re- but like there. Are, I'm sure there's other things you can wash. Because it did work. Because I thought I thought what the problem would be would be the um, the Cause, sensor. Because you know when you have to drive up. And yeah. Beep. But I drove up and it beeped, and then they were like, it just started. So I was just reversing. I probably didn't sure need to. Them. Yeah, I didn't need to do all the. Thing. Oh yeah. my god. Wow. Yeah. Listen, resourceful. Wow. So how was your week? Well, not as exciting as that. Let me tell you, not an exciting. I mean, I I, I was talking to people about writing songs last weekend, gigging. Uh, or no, I'm, I, no, I'm, yeah, you know, it's just kind of doing a thing because you know this is the end of the summer into this into yeah. the September kind of time, and people are writing songs for Eurosong and all that sort of stuff. But generally, you know, people are gearing up to what they're going to be doing in the autumn, yeah. and it's usually our busy time after our quieter summer. But I don't know about you, but my summer has been manic. Yeah, my, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, manic is definitely the word for it. I mean, as we just discussed, I put wellies through. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> The road. I am about to go back on tour. <gasps> Glamour Hammer is hitting the road again. I'd love you to come to the shows because there's a, a load left and there's a few more uh, coming up for after Christmas. They're going to be announced soon. Uh, at Baker Street on the 17th of September, I'll be in Carlo on the 2nd of September. Um, I'm also going to, there's a new date announced in Sligo. Oh. I'm very concerned that, because some of the places that have booked me again, it's been there before and because there's been a bit of a gap in between I don't want people to think it's a new show it's not a new show but it's a new poster so if you saw it no need to come again unless you really want to we'd love you to come again but it's not a new show there'll be a new show at the end of next year well put it this way if you've seen him tell the other people around you who haven't bought tickets yet how good it is absolutely if you didn't like it don't tell anybody and if you want to get tickets you can go to the link in my Instagram bio amazing only shows that have available tickets are in that listing and also I'm doing some shows in Brighton I've got two nights in Brighton coming up they've added another London date Did you? and we're going to be announcing the Southampton one soon wow. and a I think a Liverpool Liverpool are, are you meeting I'm, yeah I'm, I'm really helping I'm don't helping. I'm don't offer, do it I'll offer free tickets to Sonia don't do it <gasps> please call me Sonia <laughs> I love you so much <laughs> We are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Headstuff Podcast 
Network. Oh, we're very excited about that. The Headstuff Podcast Network is a network based in Dublin. It is made up of shows for the creative and the curious. Well, that describes us That's completely. Us, absolutely. Headstuff Plus is the equivalent of Patreon. Yes. So what you can do is when you sign up, you can decide which shows on the Headstuff Network you want your money to go towards. You choose Agony Rants. 100%. Yeah, I was going to say. Forget about all the other ones. It's their problem. They can promote their own show on their own podcast. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. So 100% to Agony Rants. You can donate as little as five euro yeah. a month. You can donate up to 100 euro. More. Whatever you want to donate, you yeah. donate to us. It's all relative, isn't it? It's all relative. Mm. Um, and we would love to have your donations. Oh, yeah. They help <laughs> to keep the show going. And I swear to God, we have a lot of listeners, but our heads to plus, <laughs> we are on thin ice. I know. It's it's just about covering the diesel. Um, the show that we are cross-promoting this week is Fireside. Oh, yeah. Fireside is an Irish mythology podcast. Um, your host is Kevin Olahan. And each week he discusses a myth or a legend or a poem. Has he discussed me yet? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't mean Neve Kavanagh. I'm talking about Neve Keenor from Tiernanog. Oh. You see? You see, you jumped to a place I didn't expect you to now. But I, I so, mean, they Kevin, said Irish legend and you said, what about me? And to be fair, you are an Irish legend. <laughs> I don't think it was that much of a leap. Now, no, Neve, no, to no. Be honest. No, to be fair. But, but for n- some reason, Kevin has not discussed Neve Kavanagh and we're going to take that up with him. <laughs> I think to be fair... Neve Keenor is enough. Right? Neve Keenor is yeah. enough. I'm sure he has, actually. I must, I must ask him. Um, but it's a great podcast. Yeah, love it. Lots of people love it. It's been running for many years on Head Stuff. It's a jewel in the crown, as jewel. they say. Jewel. But sure, have a little listen there. Here's a clip. Fireside is the Irish storytelling podcast. Every week you'll hear tales of mythic Irish gods, Arthurian knights or Norse Vikings. There is folklore from Ireland and around the world, and even historical legends like Brian Baru and Gráinne Whale. Whether from poetry or prose, lyric or legend, if there is a good story at the heart of it, you'll find it here. I'm Kevin C. Olahan. I'm your host and fireside bard. With over 150 episodes and rising, there has never been a better time to join us by the fireside. Uh, Neve, we have a follow-up. <gasps> I love follow-ups. We've got a follow-up. Now, this is a follow-up from Jim and Jane. Oh, my God. So it's recent. It was only about two episodes ago, I think. Yeah. This is about the prick. Oh, yeah, I remember. And yeah. the, it was a hot mess of a male, which we loved. It but... was, yeah. It was, it was very, there was a lot of legalese in it, I felt. Yeah. Um, so, Digger old Neve, firstly, regarding the poor grammar, that was due to red wine. <laughs> Fair, fair enough. Fair, fair enough. enough. Forgiven immediately. Uh, Jane and I met up one evening and decided to email you while the pair of us were absolutely gonzoed. Love it. <laughs> we were so sure that we sounded just wonderful, sophisticated and coherent. Yeah, in your heads. Well, if, uh, to be honest with you, if something's written that way, because the way it was written, it was, there was lots of like things in brackets with inverted commas. Yeah. So, you know, there was a lot of qualifications in there. A lot of tells. Um, <laughs> A few weeks later, you can imagine the panic and frankly embarrassment while listening to your readout an increasingly familiar sounding email. I frantically searched my sent emails folder to confirm the words. 
I had a friend, right, that every time she used to get hammered, she used to send these like really frank and aggressive emails oh, to wow. people, right? And wow. then she would find them in her sent box the next day and, and she'd get so stressed about it. So then what she started to do was when she'd get hammered, she would send those emails, but then she would delete the evidence of them from her sent box so that she wouldn't have that anxiety in the future. Which obviously, as you can imagine, is much worse. Uh, uh- I have a very strong feeling that what she should have been dealing with was why the feck she was sending them in the first yeah. place. <laughs> I think a lot more energy, you know, exactly. directed towards that would be helpful. Yeah, this is, that's very much a symptomatic approach to what the problem was. Okay, Jim and Jane. I was listening with bated breath to hear you read out loud the email as I genuinely, completely had zero recollection <laughs> of its contents. <laughs> Anyways, enough about me. And I did promise you a follow-up. Mm-hmm. Anna is no longer with the prick. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She called it a day after he posted yet another tirade on social media and also following a frank conversation with one of the friend group not long after we had sent our agony email. We have showered her with affection and support in her brave and right decision to abandon the prick. But again, I hope that your very fair and sound advice has helped other listeners with a loathsome friend's part. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thanks so much. I'm also happy to report that Jane is now a proud and committed Agony Rants listener. We love it. Yeah. She says a big hi. Hello, Jane. Hello. Uh, many thanks once again for the advice and the fair grammatical feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Best wishes and thanks, Jim and Jane. Well, clearly your email was like putting it out there to be manifested. You know the way they say, I'm going to manifest that. You know exactly. the way they say that. It's a thing. I, I've, I've only seen people refer to it. I don't know what the hell it means. But, you know, basically, perhaps perhaps your projection of it, you know, allowed it to happen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You, you wished it and so it was so. Well, and so it was so. <laughs> Jim so, and Jane, I wonder are they a couple? Well, does it matter? Because it feels, well, it feels like Jim is writing to us. And if Jim is a straight man writing to us, I feel like Jim should be protected. <laughs> because he's, he's a very rare species. <laughs> for us straight man writing to us I think there's more straight people listening to us than you know we're not just for gays you know I know I know I mean we're mostly for gays but <laughs> we're, we're, we're for gays and for straight uh, for gays and straight women is that right I'd say so okay I've never had a straight man on the street approach me and go I love your podcast yeah because they're approaching me <laughs> just saying <laughs> I'm just saying. Fair. That's absolutely fair. <laughs> you, make, you make a very good point. There's someone else they can talk to in this relationship. <laughs> Neve, we have a problem. Oh, I love problems. Do you want to read problem. a problem? Yes. Where are we now? Which um, one? Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll start with the first one here then. Okay. Oh, Gina. Okay. Hello. Big Agony Rants fan. Love, 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 love the podcast. I might have put in one extra love there. I'm in a bit of a pickle at the moment and I was wondering if you could help me. I've been seeing a guy for the past six months and he is great. Okay, two things I'm going to say here. First of all, if she's been listening for a long time and she thinks we can help her, you know. Great. Great. Uh, Second of all, when they start off with this guy is great, it's never going to end well, is it? Well, it's always the start of something. Well, I think it's a qualification. Isn't it it's a qualification? This is, yeah. this is what they call a qualification before I go on to say why the hell I don't want to be with them. Exactly. Okay, so here we go. I've always been a bit of a party girl and I know time is marching on. I'm turning 40 next month. Anyway, congratulations, by the way. Anyway, I really like this guy, but I don't see this as a stepping stone to marriage or kids or the white picket fence, as the Americans like to say. I like my life the way it is. 
I really like this guy, but I don't want to string him along. And he has said he is happy as we are, but I don't buy it. I think he's waiting for me to want a wedding and babies and the whole lot. And it's not going to happen. I know this, but I'm afraid of ultimately wasting his time and having him resenting me. Should I let him go? Gina. Oh, God. Gina. Okay, what's your take? Because I think you and I might have slightly different takes on this. Well, my first take is why does she not want the wedding and the kids? What like is that because she doesn't want them, or with or him. she doesn't want them with him? Well, she seems to be pretty clear that she doesn't want it, and I think if she's turning forty next month and enjoying her life, the chances are she doesn't really see them in her life. That, well, then that's fair enough. She doesn't feel a lack of it in her life, and I don't think that it's a foregone conclusion, man, woman, or child, that oh, you should God, want no. that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. No, no, no. But I'm, but. Like there's, I, I feel like there's a few bits of information that we... There's quite a lot actually we, going we on We kind of have to make a couple of assumptions. Yes, right? we do. So let's assume that she doesn't want marriage and mm-hmm. kids in general. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case and she's made her point, you've made your point. Yep. Like, I don't think you can, you know, babysit the guy. No. He, he's responsible for his own emotional well-being, mm-hmm. to use a big phrase. I'm very impressed with that big Thank phrase. You. It sounds like a situation where she's in a relationship with somebody that's a big man child <laughs> and she's just she's just trying to protect him from her from her herself like. Yeah. And I just feel there's just something about it that makes me feel if you're if you're second guessing him if you're second guessing him to that extent you're probably not really with him. Yeah. If you're second guessing somebody to that extent and you're like I don't know whether he wants more, I'm unwilling to give him more. I feel I could be wasting his time. I feel he could end up presenting me. Yeah, Which that, is another way to phrase everything that she's written in this letter. Yeah, she's projecting a lot here. Yeah. To use the Americanism. Yes. She's projecting. I, I feel that if all of that's going on, maybe you should let him go. Because it feels like, even though she's not getting married and she doesn't want kids, it does feel a little bit like she's settling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, she's not. I, no. You know what she's doing? She's looking for a way out. Okay. That's what I think. Gina, I, you're being very kind and all towards him, but you're, he said he's fine with it. You have to take that as face value. I think clearly you're not fine with it. I, yeah. think, you, I think you're enjoying him. You like him well enough. He's not, <clears throat> he's not exciting enough, maybe. Or maybe he is exciting. I'm not saying that. That's the wrong thing to say. What I'm saying is, you don't want forever. Maybe you're a little nerve, unnerved. Maybe you're a little unnerved because maybe you're feeling that you'd like a little bit more. And sometimes that's a protection thing. I don't know. But the reality is you're trying to you're trying to make us go. Yes, you should let him go. You're looking for someone else to validate you wanting to let him go. The simple truth is, Gina, if you're done with this relationship, no matter how lovely he is, how lovely your life is with him, if you're not feeling it, you are within your rights to move on. Yeah. So if you're looking for permission, you have our permission, you, but yeah. you don't need it because it just feels to me like you're saying all these things. He says he's this and you're probably right. Maybe he does want more. Maybe he does think that most women will change their mind. Lots of women nowadays are choosing not to be in long term relationships, not wanting to have kids, not wanting to have the whole yeah, enchilada. Yeah, totally. And fair play to them. And fair play. No, nobody says you have to. If you've already been very clear about that, then 
the only advice I'm going to give you is if you're having fun in the relationship, keep going with it and enjoy it. You're not responsible. You've done everything you need to do to reassure him of that situation. And it's up to him then to make his own choices in it. Other than that, what the hell are you staying for if it's not for you? Well, do you not think so? Like from what I said, I I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. I think you're absolutely right. I think she's looking for permission to leave him. Completely, because like the summary of this letter is I've been seeing a guy for six months. He's great. I could take her leave. Yeah. Like, the, the, at no point do you talk about, you know. He's amazing. I mean, she says, I really like this guy, but I, but I don't want to string him along. And I don't see a future with him. So, you, if he's happy to go along with that, and actually you'd be surprised how many men would be quite happy just to have someone they can have a relationship that is quite relaxed. You know, in a weird way, you're letting him off the hook. Well, I, I think what she's saying is as well, she wants to prevent herself feeling future pressure. Yeah, but you don't need to feel that pressure. If he wants to put pressure on you, you can then say, we're done. We've been clear about I've been clear I've been clear this. and that's not changing. So, you know, the reality is, as long as you're clear about that, it's different if you're telling them, maybe, you know, the, th- the simple truth is your time runs out in the sense of how you, when you can have children and all that eventually, right? Yeah. But men's don't. Him having his time wasted, it's not really your problem. No, it isn't. Because like you make your... You know, you make your choices. Like, if, if you're being very clear about what it is that you want from yeah. the relationship. Yeah. Well, do you know, sometimes I think we're all looking for the big love and the big thing, right? But let's be honest. Sometimes all you want is good companionship, maybe good sex, whatever it is that you want and that you feel that, you know, some people fulfill. You know, if you think about it, some of your friends fill different spaces, right? Yeah. You know, sometimes you have friendships or people that you know that fulfill certain areas of your life that you enjoy and that, you know, help you through it. No one person will fulfill all of that. No. And also, nor, nor pain, should they. You know, when you meet somebody mm. at the start and you're madly in love. Madly in love. I hate that. <laughs> I Does it kill never you? want to go through that again. Is that why you stay with him? <laughs> It is very like, stressful. And I go, oh, I, I go bananas. I know, I know. But you, now to be fair, you know, you you love the emotional roller coaster, like really. Oh, but it's exhausting. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I, I text and he hasn't texted back. Oh. oh my God, like just. <laughs> couldn't, I couldn't ever go through that again. Put it this way. Imagine tomorrow I had no more relationship, right? Okay. You know. And let's say an older woman going out into the world, like we talk about it sometimes, myself and my friends, and we go, would you like breaking a new one? Absolutely not. You say that. But the reality is, are you going to spend the rest of your life alone? But you don't really because you have friends and you have other things to do. So the reality is, do you need that level of, you know, emotion? Do you get it from somewhere else? So it really depends on what's going on in your life. Well, I feel... (laughs) Well, I feel that like you'd fall in love with somebody else and you go insane for about a year because of that. (laughs) Then all of a sudden you're washing their pants. I know. And there's nothing that, you know, rinses the feckin' insanity out of things. How did this happen? Do you you hand wash the pants? It sounds like you do. (laughs) I mean, I I put it in a wash. I put it in a... (laughs) But like, I mean, I think that if you are somebody that makes the choice, like, and I think it's a very difficult choice to make, to go, yeah, no wedding, no kids. No, you know, I, like, and I don't mean it's a hard choice as in you should not make that choice. No, no, but no. I'm saying like that there's so much societal pressure on yeah, people yeah. to actually couple up and, and you know, oh, you're knocking 40 now and all of that rubbish. Like, 
I think that when somebody makes that decision, I think it's so great. Like, I think it's... Oh, yeah, no, I'm 100% behind it. And actually, I don't know that that's a decision you make in your 20s necessarily. No, no. I think it happens over time and you think you may go through a period of, am I going to meet someone? And then you go through a period of, do I need to meet someone? I'm having a good time. And actually, the reality is, if you're able to support yourself and get on with your life and have good friends around you, you probably don't need someone. Exactly. And I think that, that the confidence that she had. Amazing. In making that decision. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's a part of me that goes, well, where's that confidence now, Gina? Well, no, I. Because there's a little bit of projection going on you, here. You do need to you do need to follow this through because you have like you've made these decisions and you have that confidence. And you have that inner strength. And you've and you've been clear. So don't be settling. You've been clear. Unless, Gina, have you been clear? Good point. Right. If you haven't been, maybe if you're unsure whether you've been clear with him, maybe that's a conversation. Yeah. Okay. And actually, and maybe if she does like this guy, she found it slightly harder to be clear. Yeah. No, I understand that. And actually, the other thing is sometimes when you make that decision, you go, oh, no, I'm fine on my own. And then weirdly, you meet someone that makes you go, well. And you know what? The one time you will meet somebody. Yeah. Is when you You're not go, looking. I'm not looking anymore. It's yeah. over. Because that's very attractive. Oh, it is. Independent people without the whiff and neediness of them. <laughs> very attractive. Pick me, pick me. Yeah, I know. That's what I, that, was, that was me in my 20s. Oh, my God. Oh, for the love of God, please. <laughs> somebody, I mean, sometimes still is. Somebody love me. <laughs> We're performers. We have pick I'm, me yeah, written on it. We have pick me written on our <laughs> All the time. I, I'm glad as a stand-up comedian I've left all of that need for the affirmation of people I don't know behind me. <laughs> we are fulfilling our needs for Pick Me elsewhere. That's exactly. As soon as that dies. Exactly, yeah. God you, help society around you, us. Yeah, you meet somebody and then you hit the open mic circuit. <laughs> There's not enough rejection in my life now. Gina, we love you. I think you'll do the right thing. I think you'll be fine. If you're having a good time and he's okay with it, just go for it. You know, he it's up to him then to make those decisions. And when he's done, do it. You know, he'll do it responsibly or whatever. It doesn't matter. And also trust his decision. Yeah. Just like he's, you know, trust that he's going to trust your decision. It's, you yeah. know, it's, it's a bit unfair for you to say, I've made the decision. I've been clear, but I, I don't trust him to actually say what he means. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Now, unless he's a bit thick. Yeah. Which is possible. And sometimes, like, sometimes the thick ones are very attractive. Oh, they are. Because they're the ones that know I'm not going to be able to win somebody with <laughs> my, my... sparkling repartee. Dumb conversation. <laughs> my pig ignorance. So I'm going to have to get pecs. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Which we always appreciate. Hello. Um, <laughs> so Gina, like, I would say, like, Neve made a really good point. Have you been clear? Yeah. If you've been clear... Power on through. Or if you're done. You've uh, no this might be just code for, I think I'm done actually. I've enjoyed this, but I it's not it's not lighting the fire. That's an easier conversation in your head, maybe. Uh, we're assuming quite a lot here, just based on what you've said. But seriously, don't be worrying about his your responsibility to him if you've been killed there. Seriously, like just yeah, move on. Exactly. Hope that helps you now. We're desperate to find out. Yeah, let's know. I, yeah, I kind of and also I feel like with this one that all of our advice is based on information that's actually quite limited and yeah. we've had to make a few assumptions. So we could be wrong. Yeah, so we could be completely wrong. So like, follow up. Give us the, give yeah. us, give us more. I'm, I'm so curious to know. I know. We have another problem, Neve. Oh, we do? Yes. 
Dear Neve and Garode, I'm having a tough time at the moment. Oh. oh, we're sorry to hear that. Yeah. Almost a year ago, I broke up with my boyfriend. We had been together for three years and I knew it was on the cards for about six months. Then he broke it off. When he broke up, I know I knew it was for the best and I felt relieved when he moved out. Okay. Now, actually, I've taken the name out and this is a guy. Okay. Yeah, so I should say that. All right. Uh, I am in a very close group of friends and recently one of the guys mentioned that he was going on a date with him. Oh, his ex-partner. The ex. Oh, okay. Okay. He told me about it and I told him I was absolutely fine about it. They went on their date and got on really well and they've been dating ever since. That's harsh. Yeah, that is harsh actually. Yeah, but, you know. I don't know if I... Uh, if the, I had an ex, no matter how badly it went, I don't know if I'd be like, oh, yeah, go on, date him. Yeah, it's, no, it's difficult to bring an ex into a friend group because it's a different dynamic, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, go on anyway. Recently, I have developed feelings for my friend. Oh, Jesus. Okay. And I am starting to feel very overwhelmed and jealous. I always liked him a lot as a friend and he has been in relationships before and I have never felt like this. It is really disturbing. I don't know whether to talk to him about it or not. He and my ex are very much together. They seem to be very happy and I have started to see more of them and I'm feeling very jealous. I hate feeling like this, but I don't know what to do. Thanks for the laughs. Looking forward to your advice. That's sad in North County, Dublin. Kiss, kiss. Okay, North County, Dublin, this is transference. This is you looking at them, having what you were hoping for. And I don't think this is about your friend. Your friend is your friend and you love him, right? This is just, if you're asking me if you're the feelings that you're having for your friend, I think what you're wanting is that kind of relationship that you and this other partner weren't able to create. And that's not your fault. It's not your partner's fault. And to be fair, it's not your friend's fault you are in danger of losing your friend here yeah. big time because the relationship has changed now. The relationship has changed. The one thing I will say to you, right, I think, and this is from... You might have better experience. Being an old duffer. Okay. Okay, come on. I would say it's pretty unlikely that you are in love with your friend. You're not in love with your friend. I'd say you are... It's unlike that if you were to fall in love with your friend I think you probably would have fallen in love with your friend long before now I agree I don't think that it is a good idea to involve your friend in these feelings at the moment I don't think it's what you need I think what you need to do before we give any advice is you need to go to your doctor and get an appointment for a therapist because I think you need to work this out yeah I do and you're saying that you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling jealous and they're not good. No, but I think it's, I don't think it's you wanting to be with your friend. I think no. it's possibly that you want what they have and maybe you feel a little bit overwhelmed by the fact that they were able to create it and you weren't. They're all very valid feelings, understandable. You haven't lost your friend, but you will if you go down this road because it's not even a real thing yet. And like, what are you going to do? Like, I, realistically, think this through. Like, are you going to sit down with your friend who is clearly very happy in another relationship. Yeah. And go, oh, I love you. And he's going to go, oh. What? What? Yeah, not to mention that you gave blessing for him to go with the partner. Yeah. A partner that he must have known all those years. Completely. And if you if you were in love with your friend and you got no inkling when he asked about dating your ex, 
I, I just, I don't if think you, you're in love. I, th- I think, I think that what it is is you are going, oh, this ex, however you feel about him, whether you, whether you love or hate him, yeah, he now has your friend. Yeah, but and you're like, I have a stronger bond with. No, with but him. that's my friend. That's my friend, and I think that's probably closer to what you're feeling. That's my yeah. friend, and I think that you, what you're, what you're feeling is this really amplified version of that. Yeah, but here's a funny thing, right? I don't know if this is usual, but so the friend. If this is your friend over the last period of time, he knows your relationship. He also knows your ex as a friend. I, I find that a little different. And that'd be like, you know, my friend going out with someone and me going, we've been friends a long time, but, uh, you know, I think I really fancy him. You know, your partner that you've just broken up with. I, I find that a little bit strange. Of course you do, me, because you're not a gay man. OK, that's very true. We ride all our friends. OK. That's what we do. Okay. <laughs> How are we supposed to meet new people? I just think. Yeah, no, but I, yeah. I, I, I think that, I think. I don't think the issue is them at all. And I think no. you don't need to involve them. I think you need to understand how beautiful you are and go and find your own beautiful relationship. Not there. And maybe you and your friend will still be friends at the end of it, but maybe you need to take a little break from seeing them. Yeah, I think, I think that what's happening is that you are getting overwhelmed by a situation where you're not sure how to feel. Mm-hmm. So your brain is going, I'm in love with my friend. Yeah. It's not. You're a little bit jealous that your ex that you thought was out of your life is now back in your life and now has a slightly more special relationship with somebody that is special to you. Yeah, and that's tough. That is hard. That's that's like hard. he's choosing your ex over you. And, also, and he's not necessarily what he's doing, but you know, it is it feels like that. Probably. Yeah, and it's complex as well. Yeah. So what so, you're doing, your brain what your brain does is then takes the route of least resistance. Yeah. Oh, I love it, my friend. Yeah, I know it's yeah. But you're I, not look at him. There's reasons where you've looked at him before and gone, absolutely not. No, well, you know, but uh, but I will say, Garot is completely right. You need to Thank speak to, you, you know, well, in lots of ways. Six episodes and now here we are. It's <laughs> amazing. But, you know, the thing is, you should go and talk to someone. I mean, it's yeah. great that you've written to us and we'd love to hear how it turns out. But seriously, if you're feeling overwhelmed and unhappy, you know, you need to maybe regroup a little bit and look after yourself. And the at the root of everything we do on Agony Rants, despite the fact that we may laugh and we may joke and all, we care about who writes in. And so we, we want you to be do. well. And what you've done is you've described yourself as sad. You've described yourself as jealous. You've described yourself as yeah. disturbed. You've described yourself as, what else has he said? Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed, yeah. And all of those things are very hard. And I and I, and I really do, like, I, I, I think as you're listening to this, mm. do a Google. Or yeah. just go to see your GP. Say, listen, hit me up with a therapist. I need one. It might only take one session. Yeah, it one might... session and also medication. Yeah. <laughs> you go in there and you say, listen, I want to feel total sensory deprivation. Stop. I'm in love with my friend Stop and I don't now. want to have an emotion for Stop at least now, another you. year. Stop it now. That's what you tell her. That's what you want. <laughs> right? <laughs> but more importantly, just take a minute before you de- declare undying love. Neve will say, take a deep breath. I say, take a high dose antidepressant. <laughs> All your inhibitions are gone. Then you go out, you hit the scene. You definitely you, you definitely need to one. give a little distance here because you Just will be bit. overwhelmed with the d- desire to tell him. It'll be very you difficult. Don't. I mean, I, I can't Please. urge you enough. Don't tell him because don't. you know how this is going to go. And it's not going to end well. The only thing that you have in your head about this is the fantasy yeah. that you tell him you love him and that he tells you he loves you and then it's all very happy. But unfortunately, that is just 
that just doesn't happen in Watch these situations. Watch my best friend's wedding with Why? Julia Roberts. Does that end well? No, but it right, ends right. Okay. She's, There's a great soundtrack. That's a great. I mean, it is that, a great soundtrack. It, I'll be okay by Amanda Marshall. I, That's a fab song. I'm going to tell you. You should record that. It's okay. I'm straight. There's also a Jan Arden song on that. Oh, we love Jan. We love Jan. It's a very good I've soundtrack. already done a Jan Arden. Yeah, Two, you can. three, three, three. Insensitive wonder drug. And oh unloved. yes. Why do I know your back catalogue better than you do? I just Jesus you know. Christ. I'm 55. My brain's not retaining. But no, I'm saying if you look at my best friend's wedding, all right, it's a it's a rom com, right? But it's basically yeah. about Julie Roberts who goes to win her her best friend back, and it's a whole thing. But it's based on a fantasy. But the reality is, you can see. It doesn't turn out the way she thinks it's going to turn out, but it actually turns out the right way. Going and yeah. declaring undying love is not a thing. And also it's not enough. No, it's not, because it's not based it's not on enough. anything. It's not based exactly. on anything. But And I'll tell you this. This is the one thing, like being an old fart, you do learn. Good. You can be as in love as you think it is possible to be. <laughs> What's you coming? Can, they, somebody can be your absolute world. Uh-huh. And you can think, I will never survive without, without them. them. And you will be so surprised in <laughs> such a small amount of time how little you can feel for that person. Well. No, that, that it's true. It is true. And that's because I'm the sort of person that when I fall in love, I fall madly in love. Without a doubt. And then I have a breakup and the world is going to end. <laughs> and then with three, within about three weeks, I'm like, actually, that was probably for the best. <laughs> like... I swear to God. So yeah. do not allow your brain to play those tricks on you that this is the one and this yeah. is the love you're No, like. no, definitely not. And Don't do that. All, the love that you have <laughs> is just so strong and powerful that yeah. it will just ensnare anybody you want. That's not the way the world works. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, <laughs> hold your fire on this and you will feel so much better really soon. Yeah, Grodd and I are on the same page. Do not declare your undying love. That's not no. a thing. Take some time away. Be pleasant about it because you still want them to be friends. They may not be the same friend, right? Because the problem is you're, it's too soon. It's too raw. It's too all of those things. You need to take care of yourself. Go and rediscover how amazing you are as a person. Know your worth. Exactly. That's and it. And I've definitely, like, and I did, a, this was an Instagram one. I had a little look. <gasps> okay. Yeah. And like, you're a catch. Hello. Don't be worrying. He's only like. Tell me the link. He's about 30, I will, yeah. He's only about 30, I think. Oh my God, he's a baby. He's a little baby. A little baby gay. You'd be grand. Don't you, worry. Listen. Take it from Uncle Garage. Yeah. And listen. It's going to be grand. Mammy Neve says, we love you. Yes. Just mind yourself. But yeah. for God's sake, don't tell him. <laughs> yeah, but, but do you know what? I think he knows this. I also I, think yeah. he knows. I think you know. I think what you are doing yeah. is you are saying, I think I love him. And I think you're giving us the worst case scenario here. I know. And honestly, based on life experience and the stuff that you've said here, I really don't think you do. I think you just want a big hug and to feel lovely You want again. a big hug of the hottest man <laughs> that you can find. <laughs> you, there's never, there's nearly nothing that can't so, be solved by listen, that. Exactly. <laughs> go out, go find him, go forth. Big chest, big arms. We want to hear from you. Little bit of a beard. We want to know. Hung like a horse. <laughs> Girl. <Go around. laughs> I mean, come on, man. <laughs>
okay. <laughs> we need to give him a bit of impetus to get out there. I'll be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not going to deny and that. Also, <laughs> your friend. How pathetic is it to be settling for your friend's cast off? That is so pathetic. I just find it a bit strange. I the find it a bit strange that your friend dumped. That's enough. No, no, no. You don't love this man. You pity him. God. Well, we hope we helped you. And listen, mind yourself. Mind yeah. yourself. Don't. And look, you know, it'll now, be grand. Listen, if you see me in the street, ask me for a hug. But tell me why first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ask her for a hug. And, and an abridged version of In Your Eyes. Yeah. Original key. With the high notes. <laughs> None of your acoustic version, please, Kevin. I've been through heartbreak. I'm sorry. <laughs> Neve, it's been wonderful to talk to you. As always, as, as always, always, I know. But we're getting closer to that 100th show now. I know, yeah. Three more to go. I know, it's very exciting. It's very exciting. Headstuff Plus, we would love you to subscribe to support us. Once we hit 100... Everything happens. There'll be stuff on offer. I know. And not, um, to, mention, not to mention the fact, wouldn't you like to have your problem on the 100th show? Oh, yeah. Or more importantly... Oh, God, we get some good ones for that. Send in some stories. I mean, the stories that you send us in don't have to be a problem. They just have to be something funny. Because let's face it, we haven't heard from Floating Shelf Caro for a long time. I think it's fair to say she's dead. Oh, did <laughs> Like, I think... Maybe she stopped listening. Maybe she, she was annoyed. Yeah, maybe she's had enough. Yeah. She's annoyed with us. Agony at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. If you were enjoying the show, please leave us a lovely rating and a lovely review. We are always very appreciative of them. Um, and also now. Spotify... Are, they're doing you can re- write reviews now on Spotify and we've wow. got a few there and they were lovely brilliant much. well we're very glad to hear that and we will be back very soon we'll chat to you next week bye this show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network a hub for the creative and the curious shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.